This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Solomon Island Chief, Part 5. Knowing that his wife wouldn't approve, he didn't tell her. So the next morning, he dressed Luddy up in his best clothing, loaded him up on the wagon, and they headed to town. Upon arrival, Bundaberg was teeming with activity. People from all over the district had showed up to see the event. The old man parked his cart, tied up his horse, and told Luddy to watch over it as he entered the pub to see what the good word of town was. As he walked in, he saw a couple old friends that he hadn't seen in a long time. He went up to the bar, sat down, and began having conversation with them. They were talking about the boxing event, and one of them jokingly asked the old farmer if he was going to have a go in the ring. He laughed and said, no, but my kanaka is, and the entire bar laughed out loud. A kanaka, they proclaimed. You can't throw him in the ring. He'll get pummeled. The old man slams down one more beer. Well, we'll just have to see, won't we? And he smiles as he walks out of the bar. Shortly after, the pub slowly empties as the men head down to the tent for the boxing match. Luddy and the old farmer make their way down to the tent. Luddy is utterly confused. He has no idea what's going on. This was the first time the old man has ever brought him to town. He tells Luddy to stay put as he heads up to the attendant and begins talking to him, asking if he can have his kanaka come into the tent. And he says, nope, no way. They're not allowed. But I brought him to fight in the ring, explained the farmer. The door attendant laughs out loud and says, You can't have a Kanaka fight in the ring. He'll be killed. Either way, rules are rules. You'll have to go see the owner. So the old man made his way through the crowd to the owner. He explained the situation, and the owner told him, Let me see him. They get to the wagon, and there sits Luddy. The owner looks him up and down and says, Well, I've never had a Kanaka in the ring before. Why not? Let me make some dough off this black fella. The owner made his way back to the tent and told the door attendant to let the Kanaka in. Then the old man turned to Luddy and with a tear in his eye explained the situation and told him that if he wins, he can go back home. But Luddy couldn't understand. Still confused, the old man leads Luddy to the tent, pays for his entrance, and they head up towards the ring. He watches as two men bare-knuckle box and one of them seems to fall down dead and then gets drug out of the ring. Afterwards, the owner hops in the ring, grabs the microphone, and yells, Gentlemen, we have a special treat for you tonight. I have been asked for the first time in Queensland history if a Kanaka can hop in the ring for a round or two. The crowd bursts out laughing. He quiets the crowd and announces his best fighter, a tall German boxer. Then he announces Luddy, and as he enters the ring, people are laughing and jeering, teasing him and taunting him. The old man quickly makes his way to the bookie to make the bet. They ring the bell and the fight is underway. But Luddy is still staring at his owner, the old man. He has no idea what's going on. As a giant, he's never even seen any combat like this. He doesn't understand what kind of stuff mankind is into. So as he's facing away from his opponent, the big German bare knuckle boxer punches Luddy right in the back. He doesn't even flinch. The massive giant barely felt the punch from the German professional boxer. Then his old friend the farmer busts it out. He pulls out a tobacco pipe and Letty's eyes light up. He yells, if you win, you can have a box. 
So Luddy turns around and looks at the fighter. He takes another punch to the face. Wah! Then another right. Wah! And then a left. Wah! The German boxer steps back, kind of dumbfounded. It doesn't seem he's even phased Luddy. He can't understand why his punches don't seem to be hurting the seven and a half foot tall man. Luddy just smiles at him. He winds up his right hand and he punches the German as hard as he can right in the chest. The whole crowd gasps in awe and somewhat fear as his hand sinks through the chest of the German boxer. The people standing behind the German for a brief second could see the giant's knuckles imprint protruding from his back. With his fist virtually stuck inside the German's chest, he picks him up with one hand, looks at the farmer, and yells, I win! The once laughing crowd fell to pure silence. You could hear a pin drop in that arena. Luddy, not realizing what he had done, was acting almost comical about the situation. The owner hopped on the mic and said, All right, everybody, fight's over. Head home. The crowd slowly pours out of the arena. Two officers come to the ring and check the fighter's pulse. He is dead. Shortly after, a medical examiner would also check out the German fighter and pronounce him dead as well. Then the officer, owner, and the medical examiner convened, and it didn't take them long to decide. It was an absolutely fair fight. Sometimes this happened in bare knuckle boxing. And even though the giant killed the German fighter, the owner paid up the old man, and he won a sweet purse because he was the only one that bet on Luddy. So in high spirits, he and Luddy went back to the farm. He explained to his wife why he lied and that he was going to send Luddy home. Showed her the winnings and said that they'll buy 12 indentured servants to replace him. That night, he ate dinner inside with the farmer and his wife. The next day, they went to his neighbors and they bought his best friend to help him in the journey back to the Solomon Islands. The following morning, they were on their way back home. So Luddy arrived back home with boxes of tobacco pipes for his grandma and told his family of his great adventure. He would also end up telling them what he learned about the coastal people and their population, how they weren't just mere animals, that they had feelings and thoughts like the giants themselves. He began spreading this word among the entire giant clan of the Solomon Islands, and many of them immediately hopped on board. But there were a large number of giants who were set in their tradition, and they didn't like the idea that they had to stop using coastal people. They had been using them for food for centuries, and there wasn't anybody that was going to stop them now. Eventually, Luddy would grow into one of the greatest and biggest giants in the Solomon Islands. He would become chief of the good half of the giants. As chief, he would wage war on the evil giants that continued consuming people. This war between the giants would go on for years, and it was called the Giants' War of the Solomon Islands. He would come out on top in the war among the giants, and he would become chief of the entire clan, immediately instilling a law that the giants were no longer to attack the coastal people at all whatsoever. This changed the indigenous natives' entire way of life. They no longer had to live in fear. And in order to prove this to the coastal people, Luddy went around the island handing out his tobacco pipes to the islanders as a sign of peace. If you go to the islands to this day, you can talk to the elders and they'll claim that the tobacco pipe that they're smoking on at that moment came from the chief of the giants. It's said he's still the chief of the giants at present day. And he will continue to rule for many more years as giants live much longer than humans.
And if these stories are true and the giants do truly exist, this is a milestone for the relationship between giants and mankind. If for some reason they emerge, we need to live in the model of the people of the Solomon Islands. They've been able to coexist with these giants for over the last hundred years. According to the book, it's not uncommon for them to see groups of giants wandering through the jungle. And this is just one of the strange mysteries of the Solomon Islands. There are many more stories like this one in this book. Check it out. Hope you all enjoyed. I am out.